Hello, and welcome to the Book Marketing Simplified Podcast. I'm Jen Hansen DePaula. And I'm Marcus DePaula. And today we wanted to talk about Amazon reviews. Yes. It's a very important part of any book marketing strategy. And you hear a lot of people talking about this, but you have some very specific, helpful, practical things that authors can start with right away. So where do we start? Well, it really comes back to the fact that reviews are social proof. It's showing people that your book is what you say it is. And people really trust, especially Amazon reviews. So one of the first things that I always tell authors to focus on is to create a review plan, especially right before your book is set to release. Mm -hmm. Amazon does not allow early reviews. So when you release the book and it's the release week, you want to have a queue of people that you know have read the book that can kind of get that review train rolling as soon as possible during release week. One of the best ways to do that is to have some people that you know that will give an honest review and that have agreed ahead of time to say that, yes, they will read the book prior to the release and leave a review the week of release. So this can be personal friends. It can be part of your author network. Mm -hmm. It can be some of your core readers that you already have hopefully connected with. You need to also be aware of Amazon's rules. Okay. This is a big thing. They do say that you cannot give free products or free services or whatever mm -hmm. in order to get a good review. Like paying somebody for reviews. Exactly. That is a complete no-no. Yeah. But if you were to give a PDF, you have a group of people, maybe it's like 25 people that can be people that are on your newsletter list or people that you know that you've worked with who want to help support you. And they're also going to buy the book. You know, that's another big thing. That is one of the best practices that you can do. This is kind of like what you were doing as a publicist is essentially giving advanced copies to media contacts. Yes. But in this case, your contacts are actually regular people, not professional journalists or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> and I personally, this is just a side note, I think that your friends and your readers, those reviews carry a lot of weight. Yes. Within the press and everything, that's prestige and it does get out to a wider group of people. Mm -hmm. But when readers read what other readers are saying that share an interest in that genre, that holds a lot of weight. Critics are not your ideal reader. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so part of that plan, besides figuring out who you want to send your advanced copy to, whether it's digital or physical, is how you're going to deliver it and what message you're going to send. So having that email written out, having the link for the digital file or a plan to mail out the physical copies. That's yes, having do. that written out ahead of time and following up with them leading up to the actual release week to remind them to review the book is important. Putting in there that you are asking for their honest review, mm -hmm. their honest feedback, you're not expecting them just to give a glowing review, that it doesn't need to be a magnum opus, that it can just be a few lines, and making it as easy as possible for them to execute this review is not only kindness, but it's also going to help you get a better response. Right. Right. 
when you talk about plans, you always say it's a good idea to set goals. What mm-hmm. would a good goal be for the number of copies to send out? And how many reviews should authors expect to have on their launch day? So it really depends on the size of your audience that you already have. Something that I've seen a lot of people share, which I agree with, is if you could aim at getting about 25 reviews as soon as possible, that's a really great way to get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. If you can have a goal of, say, getting 50 reviews in the first two months, but again, If you are just starting off from scratch and you haven't really done a lot of marketing your book, that might not be possible. But if you have a very large audience already paying attention, 50 might be very, very easy. You could get that in the first week. So thinking about it as relative to what you would see as success Mm -hmm. in regards to the size of your audience. And keeping a realistic view of what to expect not setting unrealistic expectations for yourself. Because the fact is, if you send out 20 pre-release copies, Mm -hmm. digital or otherwise, there's a good chance that less than half of those people are actually going to read it. And that's one of the important things of staying in touch with them and leaving reminder emails. It's not nagging. If you were sending it every day for, you know, like two weeks, that would be annoying. But maybe once a week, just touching base. And doing an email the week of the release to say, hey, just a reminder, the book releases this week. I'd appreciate your review. Mm -hmm. Something very straightforward and to the point. That kind of falls into the second point that I want to make is just to stay consistent with asking people to leave a review. Something that many authors give me some pushback on is saying that they feel like they're annoying their readers if they're asking for reviews. The truth of the matter is, is that getting reviews can be very difficult. Mm -hmm. So it's really about staying consistent with prompting people who have already read your book to actually leave a review. So this might be as a PS in the caption of your social media posts. Mm -hmm. This could be leaving a reminder on your newsletter. This could be leaving a reminder on podcast interviews or whatever you have. Email signature. Exactly. It's something that people need multiple prompts. So being consistent is not nagging. Maybe if you were even to do it once or twice a week in your social media, Mm -hmm. if you do it every other week, in your newsletter, that kind of thing. Well, if you've been following us for a while, you've heard Jen say before about the ratio of give to ask. Mm -hmm. This is the ask opportunity. Absolutely. It's a give, 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 ask approach. Because if you want reviews, you're going to need to ask people for them. Yeah. And you can put reminders in your actual book, like when you get to the end, leaving a prompt saying, if you enjoyed this or if you want to share your thoughts, leave a review on Amazon or your favorite bookseller's website or wherever you want them to leave a review. So that's a very easy thing that can be added to an ebook or to a second print of your book. So putting a prompt is another thing that you can do. All right, so having a plan, making sure you ask readers on a regular, consistent basis to remind them in a non-nagging way, Mm -hmm. and then adding prompts to your book, to your newsletter. What else can authors do to help boost their Amazon reviews? Well, something that might seem kind of opposite of this is doing a Goodreads giveaway. Okay. So Amazon owns Goodreads, and they're not 
necessarily tied together, but many times when you do a giveaway on Goodreads, it's building awareness. It's showing people that you and your book exist, and it's getting to the exact people that are interested in your genre of book. Mm -hmm. And it does cost money. I would suggest doing the lowest price tier. You don't need to do the really expensive one. Mm -hmm. Everyone who participates in a Goodreads giveaway knows that an author is also looking for a review. And in my experience, many of these giveaway winners do a Goodreads review and an Amazon review. So they just paste it in both spots. So a Goodreads giveaway is a good way to not only expand your reach and to expand the awareness of you and your book, especially if you're brand new, but it can also help prompt reviews because Goodreads does send out an email to the reviewers. I think it's like a week or two or a couple of weeks after they receive the book prompting them to leave a review. So that reminder's built in exactly. to the system, which is nice. So that's a great way to kill two birds with one stone. And the other thing to keep in mind with Goodreads is that's where the super readers hang out. Yes. So these are like the really avid readers. So chances are, if they like your book, yeah. they're going to leave you. If they don't like your book, they'll leave you an honest review probably, but that's good too. Yes, it is. And whatever you do... If you do receive a bad review, Mm. you do not need to comment on the review. And I know that this isn't really on topic, but it just needs to be said. Take the reviews, learn from them, and you don't need to address people who leave a bad review. Right. And a three-star review, you've said, is some of the most valuable pieces of feedback you can get. Exactly. And I think that when you can get five-star reviews, that's awesome, but... A three-star review gives you some valuable feedback on what you can do to improve or what your book is missing or it's constructive criticism. I know I'm not good at accepting (laughs) criticism. You know this of me, Marcus. And I can say that, but I know it's tough. And the reality is the internet is full of people who just love to find an opportunity to complain and leave those one-star reviews. So those are not your people. No. You can ignore those people. I don't think you have to worry about if you know the people you're sending your pre-release copies to as part of your review plan pre-launch. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised if you would choose somebody that would end up leaving you one star review. So it's not something you should stress about. No. And this is something too where you are doing your part, you are doing the work, but you have no control over how people respond to your book. That is a very vulnerable time, Mm -hmm. but it's something where you also have to learn, especially being an author in this day and age where there's so much feedback coming at you. Definitely feel those feelings, but don't let them dictate how you respond or how you move forward in your career. Right. Like my grandfather used to say, You can please some of the people all the time. You can please all the people some of the time, but you can't please all of the people all the time. Well, there's some DePaulo wisdom (laughs) for you right there. All right, is there a make it happen moment for this topic? The make it happen moment would be if you're getting ready to release a book or if you have a book out already, make a plan to add a prompt or add an ask to your content strategy that you have. So going through and making sure that at least once a week you are asking people 
within your captions or your newsletter or whatever you're doing to leave a review, whether it's Amazon or wherever you want them to go. But making a point to at least ask people once a week to leave a review is going to not only help continue to grow your reviews, but it's also going to make it more aware that you have a book out. And keep an eye out for what other authors are doing as well. Notice what they're doing as they're asked, how they're wording it, how often they're doing it, and see if you can do it better. Absolutely. (laughs) And like we always say, we love to hear from you. So let us know what's working for you, what you need help with. We read every single email and we appreciate all of your feedback. Thanks for listening. See you soon.